0: Hello and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org.
1: Here's Pastor Brock Meyer.
0: Um, And it's fun to see my cousin, Courtney, and August is having his birthday. How old? The big, bad two, come on. How many of y'all remember that birthday? That was a special one. Um, So, But cousin, so proud of how you've hung tough, whether easy or hard, mostly hard, and continue to stand. How many of y'all just like people that just hang in the fight another round? Like didn't see, I thought they were down and out and just keep hanging tough like bring it bring another one Um, and so as I was worshiping just thinking of you and just grateful that we get to worship together Um, I think it's cool Aaron to see your whole family worshiping together Um, it's been maybe once or twice I've seen it but it's just I don't know in particular just fun to see it this morning Um, and that whole row of testosterone you got pumping back there and uh, no doubt Mama Psalms can take all of you, so, um, but anyway, um, that's just kind of a, a fun thing as well. I um, want to, uh, to introduce to you the speaker that is not going to be me. Um, my cousins are in from Ohio. Every year for Labor Day is a big celebration at Granny and GP's house. Granny, how many are we going to have there? 30 some, 36? Um, are going to, and she's gonna make everybody a sandwich. Um, <laughs> and we're gonna go over to their house and just like hang out today, tomorrow, um, the Upland Parade, we just kinda make a whole weekend of it. Um, but Shane Rodehamel, my cousin from Ohio, is a pastor in uh, in Wilmington, Ohio. And, uh, and he is going to come up and he's gonna speak to us today. Shane and his wife Amy, their two daughters, Gracie and Chloe are here. Kennedy, you're here also. You're not a daughter, but a cousin. Um, So anyway, it's kind of a fun family affair. And so Shane's going to come and Shane's going to preach to us this morning. It's going to be awesome. And so Jackson, we'll cue the video. And Shane, if you want to come on down. Thank you. Here we go.
1: Good morning, good morning. Hey, such an honor to be with you, and um, if you can back me off just a little bit, because if I get just a little bit excited I might hurt somebody, so I love it. We're, uh, we're loud and clear this morning. Greetings from Ohio. I hope you all don't hold that against me, but um, I am a Buckeyes fan, and um, we're excited to be here this morning. I've known Brock all of his life, right? I'm just a few years older than him, and uh, our moms are sisters, but uh, I'm so thankful that we grew up spending almost every holiday together. Um, neither one of us have a brother, and so we're the closest thing each of us have to a brother, and um, we're we're pretty much uh, our only the only cousins that grew up together, the only guys that grew up together. So um, it's been a unique relationship, um, separated by states, but. Um, uh, almost every, uh, well, certainly every Labor Day for the last uh, 30 or more years, and then um, most every Thanksgiving and Christmas and even Fourth of July. But every time we're together, it's a party. And uh, if you know Pastor Brock at all, you know that uh, anytime you're with him, it's a party. And so um, I'm the opposite of him, just so you know. I'm the very focused, intense um, not very outgoing uh, of the two and uh, so he always brightens my life and day and weekend anytime we're together but uh, we love both him and Alyssa, and their family is just precious and they're amazing kids we are uh, incredibly proud of them Uh, we talk about them and you guys often, just how unique and amazing this community is, how amazing this church is, and uh, I don't know if you know it, but your reputation precedes you, so uh, I've never been able to join you in person, but uh, for years we've talked about all the significant and amazing things that God is doing through you in this community, and so that's an honor to be with you. Um, just excited about all that God has in store for you. Quick uh, background uh, for me before we jump into the message: My wife Amy, we've been married 22 years. Uh, we do have an older son that's engaged now, so we're getting ready to have a wedding next year. Uh, my twin daughters um, are with us, and they just got their license. So now we're um, uh, we're five drivers with four cars, and our insurance just doubled last week. If uh, if you know anything about that, so. Um, We have been uh, in Wilmington, Ohio, um, I've been at our church for for 24 years. My dad became the pastor in 2006, I'm I'm sorry, in in 96. I became the pastor in 2006, Uh, I'm not old enough for that, but um, this August I just uh, celebrated, I realized from LinkedIn that I had been at our church full time for 20 years. And uh, that's amazing, and um, just the goodness of God, we love our church family um, we're just uh, humbled and amazed and privileged to serve uh, the people of our community and we've seen significant growth over the years and um, I was just able to check out our church a little bit earlier uh, online before I came in and uh, it's just amazing to see what God is doing and um, you know we just have a tremendous heart to reach our community, to love on people and, and lead people to Jesus and Um, we've been just graced and and allowed to do that. It's been uh, the most exciting thing that we could ever be a part of. So uh, that's a little bit about us. If you would go ahead and turn to Isaiah 58. I really want to share a message of hope from God's word. I know that you all have been um, just really talking about what God wants to do even through all the challenging times that, that we live in. And And I just really want to pick up on that theme. You know, especially as believers, there's no more important time in our nation's history for us to stand strong, to stay encouraged, to be a beacon of hope and light for our communities. It really is high time that we as Christians and and as men and women of God really do walk out our faith in the real life, right? It's uh, people's uh, lives are depending on our example as the church to be the church. And so uh, I really truly believe that God wants to lift us from where we're at to where he wants us to be. And this morning, I know you saw that, that little video and just uh, I just picture the, the thrust of God's tremendous power is certainly able to get us off of the ground Uh, to where he wants us. And so whatever that looks like for you this morning, I believe that uh, many of us have dealt with different challenges. Maybe you've gone through some personal stuff that had no, you know, no connection with COVID at all, but you've just been up against some battles. And I want you to know this morning that God has a desire and a plan not to leave you where you're at, but to help you get where he wants you to be. And so I want to describe that from the, the scripture this morning in Isaiah 58 verse 14 says simply, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth. And so that's that's really our, our text for this morning, and we're going we're gonna to go from there, but um, what we see is all throughout the Bible, cause and effect, right? We see principle and promise. We see obedience and blessing. God gives us instructions, and, and we know for for our safety, for our protection, for our benefit, for our blessing. But he always gives us a choice in the matter. You know, I think about how gracious God is. He's a perfect gentleman. He never forces us to obey or or forces his best plans on us. He always gives us an option, an opportunity. So there's natural laws like motion and gravity thermodynamics, like we saw in the video, thrust, and others. Genesis chapter 2, one of the first principles that God communicates to the first human beings ever created. He, he tells Adam and Eve this, Genesis 2, verse 16 and 17, he said, But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat of the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you're sure to die. So here we see both the principle of free will that God gave instructions, man could choose to obey God or not to obey God, but the consequences were clear, right? If you choose to eat, there's a sure and definite outcome, and it's not a good one, right? The principle is all throughout the scriptures, obedience equals life, disobedience equals death. The Bible describes that that principle all throughout. Is this so God can punish us? No, I, I don't believe so. I believe it's so God can protect us. He wants the best for us, and he knows that us heading certain directions will only hurt us, and so he wants to keep us from that hurt, and he wants to lift us to the goodness and the blessings and the faithfulness of our God. Amen? I learned this valuable lesson as a toddler, right? I, I can just imagine in fact I I still have the scar to prove that it actually happened Uh, I was small enough um, I must have been like three months because I think I was a pretty big toddler but um, I was small enough to carry and of course my mom is you know kind of running around the the kitchen trying to get some dinner together and she had a a pot boiling not sure what she was making but um, you know uh, probably I was into something, and so she scooped me up and was trying to keep me out of trouble, and, and she's getting to this and that, and, and I see this, this pot starting to boil, and it looked really neat to me. Like, I was thinking, you know, that's, that's really shiny and fun. Like, if I could just touch it, I'm sure that would have a neat texture. And so, uh, at some point, I sent my hand out to see what that boiling water was all about, and I, I barely grazed the edge of the pot, And as you can imagine, it was incredibly hot, and so immediately uh, I was crying, I'm I'm certain of it, And, and I carried this scar as a lesson, and I never forgot how hot that pot was. And as shiny as that boiling water was, and how enticing and intriguing it was to touch, I should never touch a boiling pot ever again in my life, right? That's cause and effect. I learned a valuable lesson that day. It's it's very hot. It will burn you. It's a law of heat, right? Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 says today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make, oh that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. It's a powerful opportunity, and I believe this morning that the higher laws lead to higher life. We're talking simply about the word of God is the, the higher law. It, it, it goes above any natural law that we experience. Jesus said in John eleven twenty five, 25, he said, I'm the resurrection and the life. First John 1, uh, 1 John 1, 1 says Jesus, uh, he's called the word of life. Jesus said in John 6, the words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Paul calls the message of the New Testament the word of life. So we're talking about life. How do we get these greater and better and more amazing things in our life is simply to go to the word of God. The word of God is the word of life, right? There's a direct relationship between God's word and the life that God wants us to live. We know that. We see all the the connections in Proverbs chapter four, verse 20. It says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. The word of God has the power and ability to change our life, to cause our life to be lifted. In, in every way, shape, and form. We can't live a life blessed by God without learning and obeying the word of God. We can't live a life of peace and purpose without listening and obeying God's word. We can't live a life that honors God and is an inspiration to those around us apart from walking in the word. Every day, every decision, every relationship, and every season of our lives. You know, sometimes it's intriguing, you know, in the number of years that we've been serving and, and just working closely with people, I've, I've seen people who burn bright and are on fire for the things of God and, and see God do amazing things in their life in a, in a certain season, maybe as a young person. And, and as they get older, they seem to, to kind of wane from that focus. And, and I've watched, and I've certainly watched the opposite is true is, is some Some of us that have missed out on things as a young person, we realize, man, how faithful God is. And as an older person in another season, we we just dig into the things of God. And I've seen that no matter what the season is, no matter what age, no matter what we're up against, no matter what station in life that we're in, we have the opportunity to apply the word of God to our life and to see God lift us from where we are to where he wants us to be. So there's higher laws, lead to higher life. You may have some good wisdom, some good human reasoning, right? Uh, I feel like that, that Wilmington maybe is, is a lot like Fairmont in, in that we have a lot of folks that are just great folks that have, that have been diligent, that have made great decisions, that have, that have learned to navigate natural laws and, and who are incredibly respectable. That's really the, the dynamic of our community in Wilmington. There's, there's lots of people who are very respectable in the natural, but, but sometimes miss out on the opportunity to apply the faithfulness of God. And so higher laws lift you to higher life. The law of generosity is higher than the law of stewardship. You say, whoa, blasphemy. No, we're talking about stewardship is important, Being diligent with the resources that God has given you is incredibly important. You know, in and of ourselves in the natural, we can be diligent with finances and we can get ourselves in a good place where we can take care of our family and even go on a vacation every now and then. But the law of generosity says if if we'll give and trust God with some of the resources that, that we've worked hard for, he can do much more with those resources in his hands than we could ever do left in our hands. And so there's, there's spiritual laws at play here. And, you know, we can't give what we don't have, and so we have to have stewardship to get to the place of generosity. But I want to challenge you and encourage you that God really wants to take us to the place of generosity. He wants to, to take us higher and not just uh, being a steward of, of a few dollars and dimes, but to be gracious to other people. What would that look like, right? You know, you can have all your needs met and, Work hard and make wise choices. But you'll never know the higher levels of joy and fulfillment if we miss out on trusting God. And it's certainly not just with money. It's with every aspect and resource that we have in our lives. When we when we turn it over to God and when we, when we kind of open up our hands and allow God to work with it and use it for his glory, God has an amazing way of multiplying those things back to us. Amen. Living by the laws of faith and patience are higher than living by the natural laws of our five physical senses. Faith and patience require us. Have you ever had to wait on something for a long time? Did you ever realize that's a spiritual battle? Patience is a spiritual battle, just like faith is a spiritual battle. And when when we sidestep those spiritual journeys to to kind of, you know, run through McDonald's, so to speak, and just get that Happy Meal instead of going home and throwing something really good in the crock pot, right? Faith and patience is a higher law than just the natural laws of our five physical senses. And so we, when we trust God to do immeasurably more than we could ask or think, and so we know God wants to lift our life. God wants to lift our relationships. I'll give you just a few things that God wants to lift First and foremost, I believe God is interested in us having incredible, life-giving, dynamic relationships. And I don't know about you, but I've, I've had some relationships that, that I didn't feel like were, were very God-honoring. And, and I realized, man, God wants to shift some things and change some things so, so I don't have to, to necessarily deal with all the repercussions of these negative relationships. Now, sometimes we have people in our lives, and, and, and they're, they're good people. They're just you know, making bad choices, and so we're not going to get rid of those people, but we're going to ask God to bring people into our life who can challenge us and encourage us toward the things of God. Right, And so relationships, they can be complicated, they can be challenging, whether friendships or marriages, work relationships, parents, kids. Man, school is, is like the most challenging scenario ever, you know, as we, as we get back into school this year. And I'm glad to hear you got some kids going to school. Um, you know, we got some going a few days and staying home, and it's a mess all the way around. And I, I pray for our teachers and administrators because they are in an uphill battle. The list of relationship goes on and on, but God wants to help us to navigate those relationships. God wants, certainly wants us to learn from our mistakes and, and grow and change to be more like Christ. But some of us le- live in all kinds of different fear, whether fear of failure, fear of commitment, fear of letting people down, fear of not measuring up. God wants to lift us from, from those fears into a place of trusting him. You know, he wants to lift our relationships. Maybe our, our marriage has been on the rocks over the past months, and, and, and you know, God wants to help us, he wants to lift our relationships. You know, we don't need a new spouse, we just need to learn to love the one that we have, right? <laughs> Sometimes, you know, we feel like we, we just want God to change some of these things out, but, but the best thing, the higher law, is to press through the tough stuff. And uh, I've certainly understood that the, the best marriages are the partnership of two forgivers, right? And many times, going through tough stuff is an opportunity for us to forgive. And so God wants to lift our relationships. God also wants to lift our responsibility. What do I mean by that? Some, some of us have just gotten complacent you know, I've, I've realized this in my life as I get older, that I don't mind near as much for other people to take responsibility. You follow me? You know, whether it's in our church or, you know, in our community, I'm involved with one of my daughter plays volleyball and I'm involved with the volleyball program and, and I've realized over the last few years that I've taken on a lot of responsibility and, and that responsibility requires a lot of me. And so I'm really glad when other people want to take responsibility and, and anymore, they can have all the responsibility. And, and, you know, and I'm okay just to, to sit back and watch what God does through other people a lot of the time. But, you know, it's easy to get complacent. It's easy to, to eventually, because we've taken responsibility and realized, you know, uh, the, the burden of it, to shift that to other people. And sometimes we get complacent, and we're, we're allowing ourselves to be spectators in the kingdom of God. So I want to encourage us in, in really God lifting our responsibility not past, but we're capable of, of being committed to, but, but to a level of responsibility that honors God, a, a level of responsibility that, that, that takes the, the, the ownership of my part to play, whether it's in our family, whether it's in our church or in our community, to say, you know what? I'm not just a bystander in this thing. I'm a part of what God's doing, and I, I want to take responsibility for whatever my part looks like, Amen. Responsibility is many things, but can mean owning your own decisions, making choices to, to even be accountable to, to some other guys or some other girls to say, hey, you know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to live for God and it's challenging and I want some people in my life that can encourage me and help me. That's responsibility. I'm talking about higher expectations, higher focus, higher tenacity, giving God our all and putting an end to excuses. We've all made excuses of of why it's better for someone else to to be that or do that. But what about if God could lift me and and my opportunities to a place where I could make a significant difference in the lives of others? That's what we're talking about. Lastly, God wants to lift our resources. I mentioned that, but I, I want you to get a hold of this this morning. What if God had a plan to bless this community through this church. And you know, there's a lot of great churches. We, we passed a couple on the way in this morning, and, and I thought, man, you know, they're going to they're gonna worship Jesus just like we are this morning, and, and that's incredible. And it's great to be partnered with, with other people across our community, but, but what if God wanted to, to use our church to really bless our community? And I know he does. This is not something that's foreign to, to you all. Y'all, many of you are involved in your community and serve and help and give and, and do significant things. And, and, and I want to, to really confirm that this morning. It's part of who we're called to be as the church you know some amazing in this time um many of you remember you know early in march um when all of this covid stuff was going and looked like we were going to have to shut down all the churches and and uh, we had never done anything uh, online at our church before we didn't have any video stuff you know we'd record the audio and put it out there and three people you know over the next month would would check it out that was uh, pretty much the extent of our technology and uh, literally within a couple of weeks, our, our team figured out how to to get our services online. And, and, uh, and, and we just, when we got together with our leadership, we just started talking about, man, with all the limitations that we have as a church, how can we be a blessing to our community? How can we show people that, that God cares about them and loves them even when they can't come to church and we can't hug their neck and we can't smile at them and encourage them in person? What does this look like? And I remember one of our... Um, uh, our, our staff, she's a, uh, our children's director and she's all volunteer. She has a tremendous heart for God. And, and, um, she was just in the, in the corners. I could tell she was just kind of getting serious. And, and, um, she said, Man, what if we could take stuff to people? What if, what if we could just gather up a basket of stuff and, and go be a blessing to people and, and we, you know, we looked around. And we thought, man, that, that's awesome. That's an awesome idea. Uh, we'd never done anything like that before. And and um, you know, maybe you have gift baskets and things that you deliver people. We we'd never done anything like that. You know, other than you know taking flowers to to somebody you know who was trying to get you know better from the hospital or something like that. You know, but um, she said, man. I, I think we could put something together that would be a blessing to people. And, and so our team, they, they got a plan, and, and I was like, you know, yeah, let's do it, whatever, whatever we need to do. And so we had people shopping, and they were going to Sam's and Costco and gathering up loads of, of toilet paper, anything they could get their hands on, right? Because it was almost uh, out everywhere you went. And so, you know, toilet paper became the most valuable thing you could buy and the most valuable thing you could give someone. And so. They had toilet paper, they had paper towels and, and, and detergent, you know, laundry detergent and just uh, snacks for kids and, and different things that, that a family wouldn't normally, you know, have in their house or, or in their pantry. And, and uh, we even got some gift cards uh, to some different places that we know that people could use. And, and, and we just, in, in a matter of a few days, our team just identified, I don't know, eight or 10 or, or more just families that, that we just kind of knew from the outside looking in at least that they could really use some encouragement. And, uh, and I just saw this amazing thing where, where the church went to work being the church, even when we couldn't have church. And I think, man, that's, that's the opportunity that we have. And I started to think about, you know, how is it that we never had this idea when we didn't have a pandemic? <laughs> How is it that we we never knew how to be a blessing to a family in need until we couldn't have church together? And and I started to, man, I mean, God just really convicted my heart that these are the types of things that the church could be doing all the time. And again, it it didn't take that much. It it didn't really extend our, our resources that much. But it was something tangible that we could show someone, hey, God cares about you. God loves you we 're for you man if if no one else is for you you we 're here for you we 're behind you, and that 's significant i 'm sure you 've done similar things like that, but but to me in, in our journey, I, I just thought, man, if we could learn how to really be the hands and G, hands and feet of Jesus, even more so in our communities i don 't think that would be a bad thing at all, right and I think it would would really show people that God is real just just through our simple actions and attitudes so i just want to encourage you this morning to really sincerely trust god with your life what does that look like you know i believe that god wants to to lift us but but what if around the corner were some tough tough things that are going to stare you in the face maybe you've got family that are going through tough things and you're trying to to really walk with them through those things And I believe that that this message, it doesn't just apply to us and where we're at right here this morning. It may apply to people that we love. It may be a message that we can carry this week or this month to say, hey, God is for you. God loves you. I'm here for you. What can I do to to help you get from where you are to where God wants you to be? And that really is the bottom line and and really what I, I believe God wants to do in us. God wants to lift us up. God wants to lift our life. He wants to, for us to experience more of his life in our lives, right? He, you know, don't ever believe the lie that we're stuck. We're not stuck at all. We're, we're just a moment away from God lifting us. We're, we're just a moment away from experiencing God's goodness and his faithfulness yet again. You know, the same God that lifted Jesus up from the grave dwells in us. That's the opportunity that we have. It's, it's humbling and amazing. It may not happen overnight. may not happen even in a few weeks or a few months. But if we'll stay consistent and faithful to God, he'll certainly be faithful to us. Amen. God wants to lift us up. Let's pray together. Let's bow our head. and, God, we are humbled and amazed by your faithfulness and your goodness. God, I just pray this morning for, for any and all who would be in this room that would say honestly, you know, I'm, I've been going through some tough things and I need God to help me. God, we just, we just call out to you this morning. We just invite you in. We just invite you to, to walk with us and, and help us. Maybe we've been distracted, maybe we've been busy, maybe we've been focused on different things, But God, in these moments, we turn our attention to you, and we ask you genuinely to be real to us. God, I pray that you would bring comfort to those in need this morning. God, I pray that that you would just continue to show yourself strong in, in the lives of people who are seeking you. And God, I pray this morning that you would lift all of us to be a greater blessing to the people around us. God, I pray this morning that you would continue to use this church as a beacon of hope and light to this community. God, I pray for those who are away from you this morning, that they would see your goodness and faithfulness, even through our example, through our actions, through our attitudes. God, that we could be a blessing to those people around us. God, I pray that that as we honor you and seek you, God, I pray that you would just use us mightily in these days with all the craziness going on in our world, I pray that you would raise up a mighty and powerful church that would proclaim your goodness. And God, we just humbly say that we want to be a part of what you're doing on this earth. We want to find our place and take our place to to do our part for your kingdom to come and for your will to be done. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Amen. It was an honor to be with you. Thank you so much. Are we dismissing? We are dismissed. God bless you. So we're so glad that you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.